Blog Talk Radio.
Momento, que viven los momentos en tu boca 
Better love. Welcome to the Truth to Power show. I'm Beverly, and we have Eddie Rodriguez with us tonight with the top topical salsa music artists and bands on tour in this year of 2024. Well, great to have you back with us, Eddie Rodriguez. How are you doing in this new year? Well, thank you very much for uh, inviting me back this year, Beverly, to your show, Truth to Power, every Thursday at 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm here back in Puerto Rico um, listening to uh, the set that you just played. Uh, uh, and who was that? Name is, yeah. oh, that was an artist that, uh, that I was uh, honored to work with at the beginning of his career. Um, his name is Mark Anthony. He's a Puerto Rican, born in New York, and um, his uh, first album, uh, I was working for the record label he was signed to, uh, which was called RMM Records, uh, distributed by Sony Music, and I had an office in, in Studio City in Los Angeles um, where we worked that project, and um, as you know, the West Coast is uh, the home of the majority of Hispanics are from Mexican descent. Uh, and um, the Spanish-speaking radio stations, um, those are the target consumers of the radio station. So there was not a lot of tropical salsa music uh, that was played on these radio stations. The most popular one was called KLVE. K-Love, and um, the program director um, was so impressed by uh, the first single that we were um, promoting of Mark Anthony that he was able to climb the uh, playlist uh, and, and was number one on the day, on the rotation list of that international pop-oriented or formatted radio station and you know he made a push there in the market he was the first one because um thereafter i was not able to get any artist to that status of a number one uh latin tropical music artist on that radio station so you know he made history with that with me i was there and he had a different mm-hmm. image at that time at long hair uh the album cover was his face with wearing glasses and um, he had long hair, and a lot of people looked at him, and you know he didn't look attractive, uh, you know, to to many people. Uh, they just didn't they didn't see the image. They looked, you know, they had everybody has a comment about something, and you know I used to get a lot of comments about him. I said, wow, he said, wow, that guy is an image, you know, this and that and the other. But let me tell you something. When that kid got on stage, and I was bringing him out there on promotional campaigns for him to mm-hmm. promote the, uh, the album, when he opened his mouth to sing live, everybody automatically said, wow, this kid has a voice. And as many um, uh, haters about his image uh, at that time that couldn't kind of uh, you know relate to someone that was to have his looks because you know the record labels you know they always had you know good looking kids so to speak you know they didn't, they didn't really 
have images of black artists uh, that were Hispanic or Afro-Latino artists. You know, you know, good-looking kids, the Ricky Martins, and this one, the other one. You know, uh, but not a, you know, that image that he, that they, that his album cover at that time. Let me tell you something. The girls really loved him. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. <laughs> but his image had nothing to do with the amount of fans, female fans, that he had everywhere we went. And today, uh, you know, I, his first West Coast tour was, you know, you know, expensive and had to be paid for the band and for him and hotels and this and the other. But we were charging, you know, I'm going to say, you know, a very low fee, under ten thousand dollars, you know, under five thousand dollars. No one, no one knew him. No one had seen him. It's the West Coast is a Mexican, um, you know, regional Mexican and, and traditional Mexican music market. Uh, and so um, he would go, you know, we would do shows in San Francisco and San Diego and Los Angeles. And everywhere we went, it was the same thing, you know. But today, the few thousand dollars that he used to charge, he really didn't use to charge. It was a record label uh, just, to, just to cover the payroll and to cover his, his, his pay for a gig. And he came from zero gigs. You know, he had never done Spanish language music. He came from the English language world of freestyle music, which is a, a genre that became popular in the 80s in New York City and had a lot of different artists uh, uh, that, that, you know, was that kind of, a, it was a, uh, you know, a phase, so to speak, a, a fad, so to speak, you know, of that time. And uh, uh, one of the record labels, a major uh multinational record label picked him up and they released an album they couldn't do anything with him and you know uh, they gave him a release in English and for the first time he did a Spanish language album and wow you know people appreciated his his talent and from that time until today that kid is on a Guinness World Book of Records for having the mm. most number one, number one hits on the Billboard Latin music charts uh, he's toured the world. He's going to be on tour uh, now this year. His his world tour will take him to 50 countries where he has fans. And, you know, he is, um, his net worth is in the tens of millions of dollars. Uh, and um, people say, well, you know, how did he get there? Um, there were people that believed in him in the beginning that they saw the attraction of the, of the fan base and started spending money on promoting him. And a lot of that promotion had to do with him going to different parts of the world to sing live for people to see him and hear him and listen to his band. Uh, the producer that started with him uh, pretty much started an entire movement with tropical salsa music. His name is Sergio George. And Sergio had a style that uh, was different than the... Um, music that was being produced and the arrangements that were being used and the orchestration uh, of, of the popular salsa music of that time. Um, I can say that Sergio George and uh, Mark Anthony um, single-handedly uh, changed the sound of tropical salsa music so the younger demographics 
still relate to it. Nightclub, you know, kids going to nightclubs. Whereas prior to that, you know, the older audience was consuming uh, tropical salsa music, and uh, it was at a it was at the verge of you know not being uh, not having a future. And Sergio George single-handedly started releasing albums, not only with Mark Anthony, but other artists, with these new arrangements, these new sounds, so to speak. And that is the sound that still is in place today. There hasn't been a different sound. So in other words, Mark Anthony is still singing songs and creating music with Sergio George. And, yeah, the sound is changing you can hear on that last set that they had different variations and, and of, of uh, you know, arrangements, so to speak. And, uh, but one thing is, is constant, you know. You hear him on a record, and you go hear him live, and we're talking about 30 years later. And I'm telling you, he sounds the same. It is absolutely amazing. And he didn't get there by luck. Because uh, he had to sacrifice his, his, his life to be able to uh, earn what he has earned and, and has that network today because he now, hit the road mm-hmm. and stayed on the road and got married. He was married to Jennifer Lopez. That's he was what married I was to Miss right Universe Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how I and, know him from Jennifer Lopez. And I had that same express, uh, opinion of him. I didn't know he was a singer. I was like, what is she doing with that little skinny guy? He didn't look like, you know, he was as big as she was. But, you know, I had no idea You're right. he was this <laughs> big singer. <laughs> well, not only that, but, you know, he was, he, you know, before Jennifer Lopez was Jennifer Lopez, I remember he used Jennifer Lopez on a music video. And, and um, uh, you know, we all thought back then that there was, you know, that there was something going on. But all the girls, all the women, you should, you know, like, I don't know, fall in love with him. Um, you know, when uh, when I met his first girlfriend that he had a child with, um, she was an absolute, I mean, Puerto Rican, Brooklyn-born, beautiful girl. I mean, me and my wife were with her and Mark uh, in Puerto Rico in, in, in the 90s, the early 90s. And in Puerto Rico, they were saying, like, you know, uh, terrible things about his image, you know. I mean, they were being very cruel. And mm-hmm. he was down about it, you know. And, uh, uh, you know, he was doing something in Puerto Rico um, to, to, to help an orphanage, you know, and, and a promotional tool. But, you know, the fact that he was in Puerto Rico to help, you know, fund an orphanage, put another light on him, you know. He was just looking for the money. But the, the, the media was being so cruel to him. And let me tell you, I was, me and my wife were with him when he, he said, I'm going to call my mother. You know, he was talking about it. I don't know why these people are saying this about me. We were hit with his manager, David Maldonado, at that time, and his girlfriend, mm-hmm. and my wife and I in a condo in, in San Juan. He says, I'm going to call my mother. And he told, he, he told his mom, you know, he, we were in all in the same room. And he called his mom, and he spoke to her mom. They're saying this and that about him, you know. They're saying this and that about me, and this, you know, I'll, he's saying the words, the cool words that they were using. And then he, after he he hung up, and this is what he told us. He said, "My mother said 
Don't worry <laughs> what people say. You will always be, and you are, a a, a, a beautiful young man. <laughs> and and then he smiled, and he shook that off, and he kept on going. And once again, he was on a promotional tour, and when he got up there and sang, I mean, all the girls, all the women, and those women, and those, I'm sorry, those girls have become women today, and they're married, and they have families, and they still follow Mark Anthony. They love Mark Anthony. He has fans all over the world, but he uh, earned that fan base by uh, sacrificing a, a life and, with his family and hitting the road. But, you know, he, he's impacted millions and tens of millions of people with his music. Uh, one of his songs, me and my wife were married to one of his songs. It was a duet with a female artist. And uh, it was such a beautiful song. We used it as our wedding song. So, you know, Mark Anthony is special to me. I, I've seen him from time to time with Jennifer Lopez. And, but the fact that uh, uh, he's also an actor and he, uh, he has his own company and, you know, he's you know now funding and, and recording new artists and collaborating with a lot of other artists. And uh, every show that he has, Beverly, is a sold-out show. It's absolutely yeah. one of those uh, phenomena that you see once in a lifetime. So mm-hmm. um, I hope I've given you enough info about Mark Anthony for people to be interested if he ever comes into your city or your country. You know, I think it's worth your while to go see him perform live. So Mark Anthony on tour in 2024. So he's the first that I wanted to uh, feature on this uh, show to talk about uh, tropical salsa artists and bands that will be on tour in 2020 on world tours in 2024. So people to look out for these names and be aware of the kind of sound and the kind of uh, joy and uh, that they're going to have by supporting, uh, you know, live Latin music and wherever they live. So um, with that in mind, I think we can move to the next uh, band. It's a band that's been mm-hmm. around for, uh, for over 63 years. Uh, mm. uh, they were not one of my, growing up in the South Bronx, they were not one of my favorite bands at that time. Uh, they, were, they were favorites to, to older people. And they just didn't click with me, uh, you know, until I got a little older. And then I, I, I had the opportunity to work with them and, and present them at the Greek Theater in Los Angeles at, at one point in my life. But I had met the leader of the band back in uh, 1979 when I was working for a radio station in San Francisco, a KBRG. The leader's name is Rafael Gutierrez. Rafael Gutierrez is in his 90s. He's a pianist, and he's the leader of the band, and he's still traveling with the band today, although he has another keyboard a pianist with the band. He's the leader of the band, and he's still with us. I think he'll be with At 90 the years old? Time. Over 90 years old. Wow. Uh, and he's still traveling with the band. And when that band goes out, they go out for months. Uh, I think that's a way of life that he's become accustomed to. So without any further ado, let's present from Puerto Rico, El Gran Combo, on tour in 2024. Okay. <laughs> 
enamorado Quizás será sus ojitos O tal vez su caminado O quizás esas cositas Que en su casa ella me ha dado Que tú me tienes temblando de noche y de día
rota es prohibido saber quién la regaló. Los cueros van en la sangre del pequeño 
Wow. Who was that we was listening to, Eddie Rodriguez? Well, you know, you hit two bands, actually, uh, on that set. Um, okay. Both are, 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 you know, they have been touring the world for decades. Um, we first heard uh, from El Gran Combo and the leader of that group, um, Don Rafael Itier. Uh, he's in his 90s, and they're still going. Uh, and we play a few of their uh, hit songs that, you know, have a different style from what you've heard of what's happening in the 90s or what happened in the 90s with Mark Anthony's uh, and Sergio George's arrangements. Um, and um, the Gran Combo has, you know, once again, you know, they recorded a lot of hits. Um, they were with a record label called uh, Combo, C-O-M-B-O, Combo Records. And I remember that office in Puerto Rico in the 80s. Uh, and they used to do their bookings out of that office, and it was also the distribution uh, office for the one-stop. You know, it was a one-stop. In other words, a small record retail outlets used to go there and buy, you know, 20, 30 uh, CDs at a time. And, you know, uh, but they would come to this one street in Puerto Rico uh, called La Calle Serra, La Parada 15, and Santurce. And all the record labels that uh, distributed, you know, their music, uh, you know, people used to come from throughout the island to that street and buy, you know, their their music to sell in their retail outlet. And they also used to uh, have a one office there for uh, a company called Green Records, green like the color green. And that record mm-hmm. specialized in music for jukeboxes. And there were jukeboxes all over, everywhere you went in Puerto Rico with the, with the hit songs, uh, you know, of, of the top artists of Puerto Rico at that time and international artists as well. Um, uh, you know, so a Gran Combo lives forever. Uh, they've had, uh, you know, some of their musicians, original musicians are gone, but they've replaced them with, with great, you know, musicians. And, and their sound is, is, is consistent. Uh, they broke off from Combo Records, uh, but Combo Records, you know, was the uh, the gentleman that was the owner of the label uh, by the name of Ralph Cartagena, uh, was the one that used to spend the money to uh, uh, on tours, you know, for El Gran Combo. So he opened up markets, uh, you know, all over the world, you know, and, and he used to spend his money to get the band there and guarantee their payroll. Um, but his partners in each market would handle the local promotions and getting the venue and um, uh, the hotels, et cetera, and so on, uh, the ground transportation. And the uh, monies from the uh, gross ticket sales uh, for the night uh, would be to recoup the cost of, of all the expenses involved by Ralph and, and the promoter, and they would split the profit 50-50. Uh, you know, and they used to come around, and I, I believe that a Gran Combo, I became a fan of a Gran Combo, like I said, and when, when I was living in San Francisco uh, in the late 70s and early 80s, because there was no salsa music on any of the radio stations in San Francisco. So uh, they had some college shows, and, you know, there used to be some concerts that came around, but a Gran Combo... I remember the record shop that, that was the most popular one uh, for them. They used to sell the tickets for their shows, and, and I knew them, and uh, 
I used to go to the shows and and I got to tell you, live they sound totally different, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. everybody is dancing, you know, and every one of the people from all, you know, different Spanish, uh, Latin American countries, you know, Mexico or, or uh, Colombia or Peru or Ecuador or Nicaragua, you know, and Puerto Ricans because Puerto Ricans landed in San Francisco in 1902, believe it or not, the first social club, uh, Puerto Rican social club ever uh Incorporated in the United States was in San Francisco with uh, Puerto Ricans that were on their way to Hawaii to work the uh, sugarcane plantations for the American settlers that were there. Uh, and, um, you know, so we had a lot, you know, that entire movement in San Francisco of Latinos uh, were consumers of, of this music. And so, El Gran Combo was very popular there and they keep going back down their tours every year and so uh but they broke off from combo records and ralph Cartagena, and and they decided to do uh, have their you know office in puerto rico do all the bookings for them and so a gran combo theirs and they're on tour every year and so look look for a gran combo at a city country or state uh when they come around and they're gonna have a blast and you hear them live uh, the other group we heard was a Grupo Nietzsche from Colombia. Um, I remember meeting the leader of that band uh, in San Francisco as well. You know, uh, his name was Jairo Varela. Um, you know, a Colombian from Cali, Colombia. Um, he had, uh, you know, enough money to be able to uh, invest in, in, in the tickets and the hotels, et cetera, you know, that... Uh, to bring the group, you know, to, on tour. And so, you know, there were promoters, uh, salsa music promoters that had relationships with the uh, management of these bands like a Gran Combo and, and Grupo Nietzsche, and they would come back every year. Uh, I had the, uh, you know, Jairo Varela is not with us anymore, but uh, he left a legacy of great music that to the point where, when I first worked with a um, with a group on Nietzsche in Los Angeles uh, at a show I presented at the Greek Theater, uh, I could, you know, I, I booked them because I, I thought they were excellent, but I had no idea seeing them live. I had seen them live before, but I had no idea of the hit records that they had. Hit after hit after hit, their entire set was an amazing, uh, you know, Evening of, of great music. So Grupo Nietzsche from Colombia, another another band, a so, tropical salsa band that you will have a great time if you see them live at a, a city, state, or country, or wherever you live. Uh, uh, once again, uh, it's, a, it's a pleasure to be with you tonight. Thank you for inviting me back in 2024 to uh, be part of your great program, Truth. Power with Beverly D on Thursday, 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Time. And, uh, you know, we have more music for you, but Beverly, you had some phone numbers I think you want to share, or you have any questions? Did you feel it? Oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, and the well, phone tell me number about here is the phone number is 323 and push to number one if you have a question or a comment for Eddie Rodriguez. Now, um, 
to promotion is it done today as it was back in the in the day is it done the same way or have it changed uh in any kind of well, way Yes, it has changed in many ways. Uh, um, I can tell you that, you know, the shows that I promoted uh, in the 80s and the 90s and even the 2000s, you know, we used to, you know, we didn't have the Internet. We didn't have, you know, databases that we can target our, 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 our core consumers or ticket buyers or fans of uh, concerts. Uh, and so, you know, we used to have to put up posters, <laughs> sometimes get fines from the p- police department because, you know, the posters were were, uh, were, were placed in, 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 in places that, you know, did not allow a poster to be placed. And so uh, we had to put the, you know, the image and the, the, the name of the show, the place, the time, the date, et cetera, and places where you bought, uh, you, know, you can purchase a ticket. Um, mm-hmm. And if there was a local radio station, and I'm talking about the West Coast, that had a program that was uh, particularly targeting people, consumers or listeners of tropical salsa music, which was being played in the nightclub, but not played in in the radio on the commercial radio stations. They had some college mm-hmm. shows, or public uh, radio, of, uh, you know, NPR shows that had an hour or two. Uh, during the weekend, uh, one radio station that's been around for a long time out of Loyola University in Los Angeles uh, comes on on Saturdays at 6 o'clock in the morning uh, and goes all day to 6 o'clock in the afternoon on Saturdays and Sundays. But, you know, once again, uh, you know, the, the listeners of, of that particular station, uh, there's no real format in terms of what can you expect to hear. Um, the, the, they have DJs for, you know, certain time slots and, and they pretty much play whatever they like. And, um, you know, not from a commercial standpoint, but mostly from a cultural standpoint, uh, I, I believe that that's the, that's my takeaway from years of listening to those shows. Uh, and the NPR show, uh, Pacifica radio show on Saturday nights, you know, two hours on uh, Saturday nights, two hours. Also was you know uh, pretty much to the to the taste of, of the, the DJs that were there, which were mostly Mexican American <laughs> DJs. Uh, you know later on they you know a Puerto Rican DJ would come on or a Peruvian DJ came on later on, and they knew a little bit more you know and had a little bit more uh, sense of, of, of you know the popular music of the day. But uh, once again you know it wasn't. These, you know, we would use them on their calendar. You know, they would have a calendar of events, and we would place them in that. Uh, we would use whatever radio station, you know, uh, you know, whatever spots, a uh, thirty-second mm-hmm. spot or sixty-second spot, uh, and and you know, the record shops, you know, that that would you know have people coming in and out, you know, purchasing, you know, tropical salsa music, you know, for themselves. So you know, it was tough. You know, it wasn't easy. Um, there was no way that, you know, we can gauge the amount of tickets sold per, per day as we can, uh, per day as we can today. You know, today, you know, we use the Internet, we use uh, databases, we use, uh, um, you know, any, any type of promotional uh, tool that we can find. Um, you know, it's really influencers now that, that can 
you know, get the word out. And you see the results instantly, you know, because there's an outlet like Ticketmaster. And you can find out to the minute how many tickets are being sold per hour, mm-hmm. per day, et cetera. And, um, you know, when things are slow, you know, you push harder. You know, you start looking for other outlets to, to get the word out. And um, a lot of word, you know, word of mouth, you know, you know from nightclubs, you, you know, we used to have flyers and people coming out of the nightclubs, you know, used to give everybody a flyer. <laughs> we have to wait for the, you know, to, in, in L.A. till 2 o'clock in the morning until the event was over in the nightclubs. We would go to places like uh, parks where we knew there were, you know, groups performing and put flyers on the windshield wipers. You know? And, uh, you know, that, you know, it was a lot of work. Uh, but today, you know, we have, uh, we have a tool that we can use and, um, you know, the fact that programmatic marketing or digital marketing exists, uh, we don't have to spend money on television or radio as we did before, uh, where you don't know if your message was getting to your core or your target consumer, you know, the, the, mm-hmm. the concert buying, uh, you know, uh, consumer of live concerts of tropical salsa shows. Today, uh, we can buy a database that uh, has the the uh, contact information. They won't give us the, the contact information, but they will charge us for them to send an email blast or send some type of message, text message, uh, to promote the show. Um, now that we have you know, Spotify and we have uh, you know all the other um, ad revenue-based uh, um, music streaming platforms, uh, you can, you know, when the artist comes out, like even YouTube, when the artist the artist comes up, if you are listening, you know, to a specific artist, uh, an ad will come up, you know, and you have to pay for it. They will have the tour dates, et cetera, on tour and uh, tell you where it is and, you know, how to, with a click, you can go to, the, you know, wherever the ticket sales are going on online. And uh, you can purchase your tickets online, and not, now you don't need a, a paper ticket. You know, that ticket is on your smartphone, and when you go to the event, you show your phone, and they scan it, and uh, they show that it's paid, and you walk right in. So, you know, a lot of things have changed. Uh, that's that's right. kind of the answer you're looking for. But today I think it's mm-hmm. a, a better industry uh, um, the for consumers uh, once again, the fans of these particular artists can find out where they are, where they are, where they're performing, and when they're performing, and how much it costs to go see them. So, you know, uh, once again, thank you for inviting me tonight. We wanted to do this show so that we could give people a taste, or your listeners a taste, of um, what's popular and what's selling in the tropical Latin music industry, and the industry that we call the salsa music business uh it is a multi-million tens of millions of dollars are generated annually from this particular genre and um you did something tonight that's kind of interesting because you have on the link that you know for tonight's show you have a a photo of a latin urban artist by the name of bad bunny uh bad bunny Mm -hmm. is probably the fastest uh, growing uh, international uh, urban music artist of today. Uh, he's up there with Taylor Swift. 
uh, billions and mm-hmm. billions of listeners and viewers of his music online and his uh, videos on YouTube and Devo and his concerts and stadiums are sold out and his music is played in nightclubs that are, uh, you know, where they have that younger demographic that don't want to hear salsa music, so to speak, you know. There's 500 million Spanish-speaking people on the planet, you know, and, you know, there's nightclubs and there's radio, you know, when there's an all-Spanish-speaking country you're talking about, um, they might not have a radio station that plays salsa all the time. Um, today, most of the popular radio stations are playing Latin urban music, and uh, it's either trap or reggaeton or, you know, Latin urban and uh, on the tropical dance side, you know, because, you know, trap, reggaeton, you know, it's it's not a dance form, but it is kind of a, has its own dance. But it's not dancing with a partner. You know, it's people dancing separated. And, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of booty, booty movement. And, uh, you know, it's like urban, the urban world, you know, you know, the black, you know, music industry, uh, you know, uh, hip-hop world, you know, no couple dancing, you know, it's all separate and it's a lot of, you know, booty dancing. Um, but there's another dance form and a, a, a genre that's called bachata. And so, but it's, for some reason, bachata fell into the Latin urban world, you know, and but salsa, you know, uh, it became uh, unpopular, I think, because bachata had younger artists like Romero Santos and Prince Floyd, you know, that were good-looking. And once again, you know, these were artists that hit the road, and they have great voices, and they write their own songs. And, and you know, once again, it's females that, you know, that that, that are the huge uh, fan base. I mean, they're fathers, right. and, you know, if your girlfriend or your wife says, hey, I want to go to this concert, you know, the man is going to accompany her, but... It's not in particular because he's a fan of that artist. He may be a fan of the genre. But, uh, yes, the female, uh, um, females are the, are the biggest consumer of bachata and, and tropical mm-hmm. salsa music uh, worldwide. So, you know, I think that, you know, we, we gave people a taste of, of some bands that, that will be on tour, uh, uh, Gran Combo, uh, Grupo Nietzsche, uh, you know, so we can now focus on another artist that, once again, you know, these artists do not gain the popularity they have by staying in their local markets. Uh, they hit the road. They have to sacrifice, you know, living out of a suitcase, you know, doing their laundry, you know, at hotels, you know, uh, eating alone, you know, with a band or, you know, but, you know, the, the, uh, the affection that they get from the fans you know, they have, you know, to go back to their hotel, they're by themselves, they got to, you know, have to do the laundry, you know, they have to, you know, have the, the, the suits pressed and you know, dry clean, so they take a break. And, um, and I, you know, some, some artists are smart enough, or their, their management is smart enough to do promotions with um, the newspapers and radio stations and television stations, Spanish language stations in those markets so that, you know, they can get the word out about, you know, these artists and what new music they have or where they're going to perform. So, you know, without any further ado, we're going to, we're going to now listen to a Puerto Rican. And once again, I got to 
worked with him. Uh, it was a pleasure. He's such a cool cat to work with. Um, his name is Gilberto Santa Rosa. They call him the gentleman, gentleman, man of Latin, of salsa music. El caballero, you know, the, the gentleman of, of, of salsa music. And uh, uh, he's not a songwriter, but he's a great artist. And he knows how to pick great songs. And he, once again, has a fan base all over the world, not because people were playing his records, but because he had to hit the road and live out of a suitcase and uh, make that sacrifice to leave his family uh, behind and tell them, look, I'm doing this for you. you know. But all along, you know, he's doing it for them, but he's doing it also for his fans. And he's doing it because... He has the passion and the stamina. You need stamina, and you have the uh, uh, the foresight to say, hey, uh, you know, I have to develop new markets so I can visit them once a year or or once every two years so I can have a full schedule every year of shows. And obviously, you know, that's how they're able to afford the lifestyles that they now need uh, because of, of their sacrifice. So, you know, let's listen to, from Puerto Rico, El Caballero de la Salsa, Gilberto Santa Rosa. All right. Uh, let's see. Is that Andy or Gilbert? Gilberto? Yeah, Gil, yeah. Now you would say it in, in English, Gilberto, G-I-L-B-E-R-T-O. Santa, S-A-N-T-A, Rosa. R-O-S-A, and I had a whole set of uh, of some of his music. You know, these artists, they have so much music. I mean, we, we we can't even do a whole show. We would have need two shows for all of those artists, and sometimes three shows to play their most popular music that was on the you know, Billboard charts and popular in certain countries on, the, on those music uh, popularity charts. Uh, because, they had, you know, so I've had, I had a tough time choosing some of the music, but... Uh, you know, I played. Uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not a, uh, a radio DJ. I do this as a community service with you, uh, as a way because of your invitations to have me um, you know, with you on, and, and you know have a live show that you know is a, really a conversation and education right. uh, to, for your listeners of of uh, different music styles and different artists. And um, that they didn't know about before, and some of the people that do know about these these artists know that there's a lot more hit records from these artists that uh, is not played, and it's just we don't have enough time. And um, I do this based on um, you know the amount of time we have and and what we what we can play that I know is popular or that I've worked with these artists, and I know what worked in the live show. So. Hiberto um, Santa Rosa, I took I, I booked him for a show in in, the, in an Indian uh, casino uh, owned by uh, an Indian tribe in, in San Diego, and it was in the mm-hmm. mountains. It was far, you know, in the mountains from San Diego. Uh, you know, it took about an hour to get there. Not an hour, maybe forty-five minutes to get there. But he came from San Francisco. Uh, oh no, he came from Los Angeles to to go to that show. And he was, you know, he had to travel through the mountains that, that no, <laughs> no, there's, there's no towns, you know. And, and the first thing he said to me when he, uh, when he 
got there, he said, Eddie, you know, I didn't see anybody. I didn't see people. I didn't see counts of those mountains. How do you expect people to see sheds here? And I said, well, we promoted this in San Diego on the radio stations that play this type of music and the record shops and the supermarkets and the military base. So he was very pleased when he saw, you know, 3,000 people show up in, in the middle of the mountains in an Indian casino uh, and, and on a, in a casino owned by an Indian tribe of that uh, particular region. Uh, and uh, just a great show, a great show live. Uh, Gilberto Santa Rosa is one again, once again uh, one of the top tropical uh, uh, salsa music artists in the industry. So you can find that set. Let's get it going. All right. Entretenida con su juego de pasión Que a mí me está gustando Me encanta su estrategia Que me va enamorando Tiene mucha gracia y manifiesta su conducta a perfección Que es lo que anda buscando Me intriga con su magia Que ella estará tramando Todo lo que sube tiene que caer Y de una vez mi corazón y alma es como un sueño del que no despierto y por eso déjala que siga yo la agarro bajando, yo la agarro bajando, yo la agarro bajando, déjala que siga yo la agarro. Al negar que no he perdido la razón Si estoy descontrolado Y de robarle un beso Ganas no me han faltado Todo lo que sube tiene que caer Y yo una vez mi corazón y alma le entregaré
la entretenida con su juego de pasión Que a mí me está gustando Me encanta su estrategia Que me va enamorando Y él mucha gracia y manifiesta su conducta a perfección Que es lo que anda buscando Me intriga con su magia Que ella estará tramando Todo lo que sube tiene que caer Y de una vez mi corazón y alma le entregaré Que no he perdido la razón Si estoy descontrolado Y de robarle un beso Ganando me han faltado Todo lo que sube tiene que caer Y yo una vez mi corazón y alma le entregaré
Who was that, Eddie? Eddie Rodriguez. That was Hiberto Santa Rosa. We're we're just close to the end of our show. Uh, on that set, you played Grupo Nietzsche as well. You know, I'm glad that you, you know your audience ha- had an opportunity to listen to some uh, more Grupo Nietzsche. Just a, a story about Grupo Nietzsche. Nietzsche uh, is a, a word that uh, is used, uh, uh, you know, in, in a kind way. Um, affectionate way uh, that um, people use in Colombia and, and, you know, in Latin America uh, for a uh, Afro-Latino or person of color. Uh, And, um, you know, the Grupo Nietzsche was uh, from a part of Colombia where, you know, there was a lot of slavery and there was a lot of, um, you know, the days of slavery, you know, that was a port, you know, Cartagena, uh, where they used to uh, embark and, and they used to, you know, the ships used to come with slaves to to sell. And um, uh, so Grupo Nietzsche, you know, when I first saw Grupo Nietzsche, uh, you know, the entire band was an Afro-Colombian band. You know, they were all black and, and they had a, a, a certain kind of, of, of spirit, you know, a movement. Uh, you know, the songs hit, hit you you know, right where you wanted it, the arrangements were, were incredible. And so, you know, the, the background choruses, you know, were, were uh, you know, on the money. Uh, uh, but once again, you know, we're, we're talking about tropical salsa music, which is Latin dance music. Uh, people all over the world dance salsa, and it doesn't matter if you don't understand Spanish or even know the name of the group um, because, you know, the music speaks for itself. And if you love to dance, you know, you love this music and you consume it and you go to the nightclubs where there's performances or even a DJ to enjoy yourself and and have a workout. Uh, As a matter of fact, just a a note, Zumba was created with tropical salsa music for exercise. And it became a worldwide phenomenon. So, you know, uh, a lot of interesting stuff, uh, you know, with, with tropical sounds and music. But once again, that dance form is, is important. And it doesn't matter what country, you, you, you know, you go to, you, you find, top, you know, dancers, period. And um, in every dance studio, you can learn how to dance salsa. So, you know, that, that's one of the interesting points about this music. It will always be around. It evolves. You know, earlier we heard Group Nietzsche with a symphonic sound on it, a lot of you know strings, and you know it keeps evolving. You know, but what we need today in salsa music is young artists, and there's a few around. Uh, Mark Anthony has one that is, you know, uh, he signed an artist. He's out there, um, uh, you know, promoting him, and there's an artist, and you know, that hit the charts. You know, recently, but you know, we need more. We need about twenty of them to create that movement okay. again worldwide. But um, yeah, thank you for uh, for playing uh, Nietzsche and for playing Alberto Santa Rosa and for inviting me again. And you know, this show is done live. The public service. We don't have any sponsors. I'm on my iPhone in Puerto Rico. I'm an hour ahead of Eastern Standard Time. 
And, and it's a pleasure to be with you again, uh, Beverly. I'm looking forward to next week's show where we're going to have some more artists and bands that are going to be touring in 2024 so people can look out and uh, they're getting a taste tonight of what they sound like. And, um, you know, they, you know, they love it and they like it and they, their feet were moving and they, you know, they were hitting, you know, they felt it, uh, then, um, go and support it by, by, you know, going and consuming it live because it's a totally different experience. It's feel good music, it's workout music. Uh, unless the place is air conditioned very well, air conditioned, uh, you know, you're going to sweat. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> some of the nightclub owners didn't like, you know, these professional dancers that just wanted to dance. Because, you know, nightclubs are, are pretty much their profit margin is, you know, based on the consumption of beverages or, or booze and right. beer and whatever right. food they have. And these people are very healthy, you know, a lot of them. And they don't <laughs> consume any of that. So in some places where they had water fountains, you know, they eliminated mm-hmm. the water fountain because all these people consumed was water. And so okay. uh, you know, it's interesting, you know, that, you know, that's, that's one of the, the things that uh, is a uh, reason why a lot of nightclub owners uh, and talent buyers, you know, want DJs there uh, because, uh, you know, DJs are, are pretty much in tune with what's popular on the radio. And what has what's popular in terms of sales, and you know, in terms of uh, the, you know, the fan base. But um, you know, those DJs took the work away from live Latin music. And so, you know, these bands in New York and LA, you know, they have to deal with talent buyers and nightclub owners that you know don't want to pay too much money to have you know ten guys on a stage playing live. So, um, you know, once again, you know, there's no movement to try to change that. But, you know, promoters, uh, you know, are still out there. They love this music. They want to get a crowd to a club, and they'll do a Latin Urban, or they'll do a Salsa, or they'll do a Pachaca Night, and uh, pretty much targeting those branchers. So uh, it's been a pleasure tonight, Beverly. Thank you so much for inviting me back in 2024. Happy New Year, belated New Year to you. <laughs> and, yeah. um, you know, I, I, I love uh, to do this. It's uh it's entertaining, and for me, it's, uh, it's you know, we started this during COVID, and we just kept it going. So um, it's an honor to be with you, and down the line, we're going to have some issues that go exactly into what you're all about, which is spiritual and uh, political. <clears throat> but some of the injustices to some of the creators, uh, or the composers and songwriters that never received royalties, and their music was popular and, and performed by artists, you know, all over the world, you know, hit records, but they weren't given even credit. And most of these composers and and songwriters were from Cuba, and they died penniless. And, and, and music, pub, music publishing and, and you know is protected by international copyright law, until uh, so as intellectual property, and there's royalties paid to those creators. And I have a list of music of creators or pub, uh, songwriters and composers from Cuba that their works were performed by big artists and never received and sold millions of records uh, and never received a dime for their work. And, uh, you know, this is creative work and that's the way they get paid and 
uh, it's God-given talent, and unfortunately, you know, there's a, a lot of people that took advantage of, of that, and um, were not, were, these creators were not compensated. So that's the show down the line, but, uh, you know, besides that, uh, I'd like to thank you, Beverly, and thank you, listeners, for tuning in, and, you know, the, some of my friends that are out there uh, listening in, and my family, and, uh, you know, thanks again for inviting me back. Well, thank you for uh, giving us this great music. And um, for those that's listening, uh, as uh, Eddie Rodriguez said, they need more talent. So if you are one of those people that's talented or have a group here, you can contact Eddie at eddie at latinlive.com. Uh, eddie at Latin latinlive.com uh, and let oh, him that, know that, what that, kind now of talent then, that, address, that email address changed to Eddie Rod E-D-D-I-E-R-O-D. Oh, it's Eddie Rod okay 213 213 213 at gmail say it again say it again Eddie Eddie, Eddie Rod Eddie, Eddie Rod 213 okay at All gmail.com right, and uh, yes, I'd love to hear from your listeners, and uh, I'd like to thank them for tuning in, and we'll be back next week. All right, and thank you for bringing this music to us, and Happy New Year, and better love. pedazos, solo quisiera decirte, no te he olvidado, ha pasado tanto tiempo, desde el día aquel, que te fuiste de mi vida y no supe entender, aunque no sé si fue mi culpa, fue que cosa te hice daño, solo quisiera decirte, cuánto te extraño, que mi vida ya no es desde que no está, solo vivo en el recuerdo y en la soledad. Tengo ganas de volver a enamorarme, pero siempre tu recuerdo me impide. Tengo ganas de hacer el amor con alguien y el fantasma de tu cuerpo me
y peligrosa Tiene una mirada sensual y una carita hermosa Y es que es mala, 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 mala y peligrosa
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.